it like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Oh, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Colby Rebel Show. I am your host, Colby Rebel, where we have an exciting, exciting show for you tonight. I have an amazing guest all the way from the UK joining us, and it's going to be fabulous to get to know him. So I'm so honored and blessed that he has been able to join us. Before we get started, there are a couple events that are coming up that I do want to give a little shout out to. So grab your seat. We do have the passion to purpose. Many of you have been struggling a bit, working to figure out what you want, where is your passion, where is your purpose. This is going to be a really fun workshop where we're going to help you get there, get started, and really hone what your natural gifts are so that you can find your purpose. Don't forget to sign up for that. Many, many things happening. So be sure to follow the Facebook, all of that fun stuff. I do want to jump in and get to our guest this evening. He is a Scottish medium in the UK. This guy travels everywhere though, you name it. He teaches, he mentors, he travels. Gosh, he's been a medium since a young boy, but we're going to have him tell his story. And it is quite an honor to have him on air. So please put your hands together and welcome Dominic Bogue. Hello, hello, Dominic. How are you? Well, Colby, I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. So how is everything for you with the pandemic? How has life been for you? Obviously, it's a very strange time. And I'm sure for most people, we are all out of sorts. We don't really know whether we're coming or going. But believe it or not, I've actually had a ball. I've actually been having great fun. Normally, this time of the year, I'm over your side of the world. Yeah. But I've been able to stay home, spend lots of time, with my friends and family with obviously social distancing has been really good and best of all Colby I've been able to still work still keep in touch with my clients check in with my students it's been okay it's not been normal but I'm still here yeah I think the really cool thing about it is that we are doing this and we're doing it differently but we are doing it and it's not so bad it's actually kind of fun and it's fun to be creative and being online has really helped kind of reach more people that maybe we would have been too busy in our local environments to reach yeah sometimes thank goodness for technology we're able to still work we're able to keep in touch with friends and family and like you said we're able to reach so many other people and just still be there for people and just to be able to check in because even if we didn't have technology, could you imagine the amount of people that may be isolating at home on their own and not being able to connect with people? So yeah. to me, it's a godsend. Yeah. And I am curious. I know you've been a medium pretty much your whole life. And I'm sure you've told the story so many times, but you've got some new fans, some new followers, some new listeners tonight. And we all kind of have a different story as to how we came into mediumship. So if you don't mind, share your story. 
for me, I was, I guess, what you would say, a little bit of a late bloomer, as you would say, for developing mediumship. I grew up not knowing truly what death was. Uh, I didn't know anything about life after death. My impression was when you die, you die. That's the end of that life and we will never see each other again. And I never really thought that I would need to go through death. Obviously, I knew eventually as I get older, death would come, but I never ever thought that it would come so close at such a young age. Sadly, I I lost my father very, very unexpectedly when I was 14 years of age. I didn't get to say goodbye to him. I didn't have the chance to reassure him that I loved him. And maybe two or three days after we received the news that my father had made his transition, he appeared, just like you and I right now, in my bedroom and began to talk to me very clear very reassuring in a very different way. So I kept that to myself. I didn't want to disturb my mum and tell her that dad was still around and that he's talking to me. And I didn't want my family thinking that I was going crazy. (laughs) You know, being so young, I thought Mm -hmm. maybe I was just missing my dad. Was I creating this because I was missing him so much? But things really started to take a turn. I'd be walking around town with maybe my grandparents And I would see people who no one was interacting with. So things mediumistically started to unfold around me without truly knowing. And then a few months later, my mum actually went to a local spiritualist church. And the medium gave her a contact from my father. And along the lines, keeping it short, was your husband is telling me that your son can talk to the spirit world and he can heal many people and he has a wonderful gift. Now, my mum raised her eyebrow with a very strange (laughs) look and just nodded her head. So I guess she was trying to be kind. And then she came home that evening and asked me if any of this made sense. And that's when I then told her about the experiences that I had been getting along the months after Dad passed. So curiosity always kills a cat, doesn't it? (laughs) So I decided I wanted to go to the spiritualist church and see what the crazies were all about. And as soon as I walked in, she tuned in, she could tell, and she basically invited me to go to her development circle and that she wanted to teach me, she wanted to help me understand. The next night, I found myself sitting in a room with maybe seven or eight old ladies and then little young me. And (laughs) things just really took off from there. I began to understand what was going on. I began to understand how to harness my mediumship. From there, I started to build the relationship with me and the spirit world. And things just really took off. By the age of 15, I was demonstrating in spiritualist churches. And then 16, I started to tour Scotland. And then I started to get invited for private readings. Things just really grew from there, to be honest, Colby. It's been a wonderful journey so far. Wow, that's just an incredible story. And I find that there's three maybe main ways that people discover they're a medium. I think some just at a young age have an experience. I know that was mine. Trauma is yours, a traumatic experience. And near-death experience. If someone had a near-death experience, that may trigger or open up that mediumship. But do you find or do you believe that a medium is born a medium, that maybe that door just opens up at a different time? Do you think we're born that way? Or do you think that maybe you're not a medium at all, but because of the event, it could make you a medium? 
for me, I truly believe that you are born a medium. Yeah. That's my, my me belief. Yes. Um, I believe mm-hmm. that something will yes. happen in our lives, yes. i.e., like you said, a trauma or maybe a near death. There will be something that will awaken us as the yes. medium that will then encourage the development, that will encourage our awareness. And to be honest, I do believe to a certain extent, every human being will have some form of mediumistic ability, but maybe they will leave it dormant. Maybe they choose not to take it to the next level. We've all got something, but I truly believe that if it's your calling or if it's your soul's purpose, it will really stand out. I believe that too. And there is a calling. I do believe that for some people, there's no other choice than to serve spirit. Yeah, and I was a tax manager for 14 years. And I enjoyed that. But once this kind of hit, I was like, Oh, my goodness, how could I have done that? It's so interesting how spirit takes us on a journey. But for you, this is pretty much your only career would that be right yeah so i would never once have anticipated to look at mediumship as a career or even being a psychic as a career for me that was always the lady with the tea towel on her head and the earring with the crystal yes. ball um, <laughs> my huge inspiration believe it or not Colby, was to actually become a police officer wow. and that was always my dream my aspiration that's what i strived to do and things changed in my life when I turned 18 I started to realize that there was changes in my eyesight Mm -hmm. and through a period of four months I rapidly lost my vision so I was never going to be a police officer there was no way that the police were going to employ a blind policeman that was never going to work yeah but when that started to happen in my life the spirit world just came so much closer my awareness and heightened my senses my evidence just Everything really opened up that took me from the police officer's journey onto the medium's journey. And that's why it's became such a profession, if you like, or my full-time career now, is because there is not another thing that my soul can do. I've got to be there of service to the people and to the spirit. So it's very strange how things change. Absolutely. And how spirit sets it up. And sometimes when you're going through something, you don't realize the bigger picture or the agenda, so to speak, of spirit or the goal of what they have in store for you. So it's hard to trust and it's hard to surrender. Did you struggle at any point with letting go to fully serve spirit? Well, I certainly did because obviously we've got finances, we've got bills we need to pay, we've got mortgages. And I never ever really looked at myself as Dominic the medium as a business and that's where things were really going wrong for me being of service for people it took me a long time to realize that I needed to in some way charge for people for readings I would find myself being out of pocket a lot more going to serve the spirit world and at the time when I was working full-time in a normal job that was fine but taking that leap of faith from (laughs) having your monthly income having that set wage coming in to taking a risk of will I have work coming in that was a big challenge but I guess through the the chapters that I've went through with the spirit world and the relationship that I personally feel I have built it became not a belief anymore it just became a knowing so I just had in my heart and I guess you could say in my gut 
I was going to be all right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was very, <laughs> very scary at first. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've done it. And I guess people and my family would have thought I was crazy giving up a good job to yeah. then do this. And I wouldn't change it for the world. It's been an absolute blessing. Oh, it's just one of the most rewarding experiences that we're lucky yeah. enough to have. So there are some instances, I know I've had them, so I'm sure you've had, where it's a very difficult reading. It's a difficult, it could be very traumatic or very painful for the recipient. How yeah. do you deal with that level of grief or trauma or tragedy when you are doing a reading? The way I approach a reading, Colby, is first and foremost, I have got this opportunity to heal not just the person yes. sitting in front of me, but also their loved ones within the world of spirit. Yes. And I've been there, I felt the grief, I felt trauma, I've experienced that deep loss. So I try to take my client by the hand and just walk them through the communication or the conversation with their loved ones. Yeah. And as painful as it may be, I know that in my presence, they will be able to start a journey of healing. Now, it's never going to take away the pain or the heartache, but if we can give them a communication that has got so much comfort, evidence, we can bring back the memories. We yeah. can take away the pain or the trauma or the horrible memories of that person's last breath or wherever it may be. We can take that away and replace it with the beautiful memories of the life that they lived together. So my objective is, okay, well, there's a healing moment here. I've yeah. got an opportunity to allow these souls and the spirit to connect again. Let's make sure we're able to have fun along the way. And by giving the memories and by giving the reassurance that their loved ones are, in fact, still here in the present day, I just try to show them that they are only just a thought away. And that part of their life that we call death, that was only a fragment of their life. That wasn't the lifetime that they lived. So if we can reinforce the memories, the joy, the humor, the great times that they shared together, surely that will help them just move forward that little bit more away from that grieving process. And I think it's things like this, it's things like your belief system on this, is it matches mine exactly, right? It's exactly yeah. the same philosophy it's exactly what I feel spirit gives us. And yet you and I were from different parts of the world. How we kind yeah. of became or discovered our mediumship is different. But that to me shows the power of spirit. This is this underlying principle that we understand. And I think it's beautiful, right? That spirit works with us and spirit talks to us and spirit says, Hey, wait a second. Yeah. Listen, that ending was a little rough, but let me tell you, I love that camping trip we took. <laughs> Absolutely. Because as I always try to say, and even when I'm teaching my students, there's more to this person's life yes. than yes. just their ending. So if we can bring this all back to reality, call it how many times have you gave a reading to someone and the spirit communicator is filling our mind clairvoyantly with memories, yeah. the, the, like you said, the camera, and the person sitting in front of you goes, oh my God, I forgot all about that. Thank you so much. What oh. we're doing is we're healing that heart yeah. and we're healing that memory that trauma and death has actually scarred. 
So to me, it's a very priceless gift and they are so intelligent. Sometimes I pinch myself like yeah. they are more clever than we are here well, and we're alive. Absolutely. Now with this, do you happen to have any stories? I know we've done so many. I'm, I'm sure you've had thousands and thousands, but do you have any recollections of an experience or a reading where someone walked in and and maybe they weren't quite believing or maybe just a little skeptical that maybe it was for other people, but not for them. And by the end of that, it really changed them. I think too, sometimes I feel like people are afraid that their loved one won't show up. So they want to kind of reject it before so that they don't get hurt. But tell me, if has there ever been like a turnaround for you where someone's been like, oh my goodness. Well, absolutely. And we ever reading, we cannot remember everything, but there'll always be some Thing that really stands out that we will carry in our hearts. But I remember I was working away from home, so I was traveling and I had just came home. I must have been in the States. I landed and I had a phone call from a local spiritualist church who said that their medium had cancelled and they were just wondering, just out of curiosity, if I was able to stand in. And I said, absolutely, let me go home, let me freshen up and I will get there. So I go in and the hall was full and during the communication I went to a gentleman sitting in the audience (laughs) and I said to him, I have a lady here and I believe this to be your wife. And I began to deliver the evidence. And you can always tell in some way when someone sits and then their body language starts to change you're like they're really starting to open up they're starting to listen and through the evidence that I was able to give him he was able to be reassured that his wife was in fact still around him and he came up to me at the end of the night and he says I wasn't meant to be here tonight he says I just stumbled across this church I decided to pop in and had no idea what they'd done or whatever he says and you have blown my mind he says I'm questioning if there's any way that you could have known me any way that you knew I was coming here and I laughed so I told him well believe it or not I've just came off a plane from America I rushed home this is what you see is what you get I wasn't meant to be here either he says how did you know that I was having problems with my car that my engine light kept coming on in my car and I smirked and I laughed I says I didn't know but your wife knew because your wife is still very much around you and I could just see this man really starting to change his thought almost like he had a glow around him he had a smile again and ever since then me and and this gentleman have became really close he's been a great support to me and he always reminds me that I changed his life Mm -hmm. and we hear that all the time that we changed our life but I like to say no we didn't we allowed your loved ones to come back into your life and to reassure you that they were still there we just do what we can but yeah there's lots of amazing amazing communications that any medium has done I guess but that one really stands out to me I always say he came as a broken man and left that room healed with his wife by his side to me it was a very powerful reading just to see how the healing can be done from the spirit the medium and to the recipient yeah absolutely and sometimes like I said I think it could just be that he was so lonely or grief-stricken and sometimes people when they lose someone they feel like they've been abandoned and so it's kind of this nice reminder you're not abandoned you're doing just fine I'm with you. And I saw where you put the dirty socks. I saw that. You know, I wouldn't allow that. (laughs) What about when you are working? There's so many details. There's so many things 
a person in the spirit world could give us. Sometimes specifics do come in like a nickname, but sometimes they don't. What is your take on what information gets filtered in? What is your philosophy on what gets through? Is that because of the medium? Is that because of the spirit? What is your take on it? Well, how long do you have? I'm I'm a very skeptical medium, believe it or not. I analyze absolutely everything to a T. I want to know how it's done. I want to know how it's received. So that's just me. Because if I can look outside the box, almost like a muggle, then it will help me try to develop a deeper understanding. I feel sometimes that the spirit world try to give us everything, but by the time that we receive it, whether it's clairvoyantly, clairaudiently, or even claircognizance, however we receive it, sometimes we will misinterpret it, sometimes we will not trust it as a medium, so we dismiss it. And the spirit world are probably banging their heads like, that's not what I told you. Yeah, See it in another not. way. So I feel like they do try and sometimes they um, will try so much that we either do not trust it or dismiss it. Other times, the spirit world can be amazing and we can be in a full blend and delivering wonderful, wonderful evidence. But could you imagine if a mother who had just lost her son came and sat down in front of a medium for the very first time and we gave her everything. Could you imagine giving her everything from his nickname to the street that he passed on to the memories they had to the last conversation? I feel that would maybe be far too much and we wouldn't be able to do the healing that we would like because it would maybe be too emotionally distressing. So I believe that they are intelligent enough to know what their loved ones need at that moment. So if for that mother who comes for the first time, if she gets droplets of her son that leaves her, okay, I know that was my son and I know he's there, that door has opened in her heart, you see? So we're starting to open her awareness. We have allowed her son to plant little seeds. So rather than her son giving her everything that was going to maybe set her back and emotionally disturb her, he's taken her step by step. And it's almost like a step by step way of grieving and helping it get forward. So that's my kind of philosophy. And as mediums, we can never be 100% accurate. I don't feel that's ever possible because there is so many different factors going on. Sometimes people say to me, well, if you're a clairaudient medium and you're able to hear the direct voice of the spirit, why do you sometimes get the name wrong? Or why can you not say the message is clear? And I'm a true believer that sometimes the spirit think that they are talking like us at a pace that sounds normal to them but by the time it gets to the medium it can sound maybe 20 or 30 times faster so of course we're going to miss it there's many different factors called it's a very very good question Uh, we can never be 100% accurate we can aim for that but we'll never truly get it because no matter what there will always be a human part of us that will try to come into the reading that's just a human part of us and that's the human nature of it though right and that's the part that makes us all connected you and I agree with you about the name we want to get it right but some 
sometimes again, it's just like a little foggy at times and it just depends on that pace that yeah. we're hearing. But it is really fun. It is fun when they give you something that you couldn't even imagine and then it's something so significant and you see someone's eyes light up or you see the tears come down. I love tears. I always say they're healing. And so it is Me just too. that beautiful. Like, <laughs> I always yeah. say to people, you know, especially for men as well, I always say to people, please cry in front of me if you yeah. feel that there's emotion there because I would rather you break down in front of me rather than anyone else because I can understand. Could you imagine someone holding that emotion and not having someone there to comfort them or yes. to at least understand? When we've got those tears, I take that and I say, now we're starting to heal. Now give me these memories. Now give me the fun times. Let's take those tears and turn them into joy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now you and I have an event coming up this Sunday, which is going to be really, yes. really fun. I'm looking forward to it and it's going to pond and beyond. And it is going to be for us an afternoon of spirit messages and for you an evening of spirit messages, yep. but it is pond and beyond. It's online. So anyone around the world can come join us. It is September 13th. If you're in Pacific time zone, everyone, it is 12 to 1.30 p.m. If you're over the pond, it is 8 to 9.30 p.m. So it's either coffee or mimosa or a brandy and glass of wine event for you. But really looking forward to it. So the tickets are available. The link is being posted right now as we speak. But I know I am so excited to work. We've talked a lot, but we haven't actually worked together. So this is really going to be fun to have the opportunity to serve spirit together. Absolutely. It's going to be a ball. And there's always something positive to take out of a dark cloud, isn't there? So the whole pandemic has helped you and I connect. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful evening. I always love to team up with other mediums and be able to complement other mediums and vice versa. And just think of the amount of people that we will be able to give some messages to from the comfort of their own home. Yeah. You know, I joke, I'm like, I won't even need to brush my hair. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is really perfect. It is perfect. So for you in serving spirit, do you ever get tired? Do you ever need a break? Do you have a routine? or a system that you use with spirit? I, I try to get a routine, but it doesn't always work. One of my routines is, believe it or not, I do not read until after 12 in the afternoon. And that's not a ritual, it's not a myth or anything. It's just because I'm not a morning person. So yeah. I like to wake up and I like to fit into the day and then I like to get into work. Do I get tired? Absolutely. So when I'm on tour with my live shows, I very rarely do private readings because for yourself, it's a different energy. It's a different form of mediumship. So when I'm doing my tours on stage, that's where I, my mind is focused. And when I'm not touring on the quiet seasons, that's when I'm doing private readings. That's when I'm able to spend time one-to-one -one with my clients. So that's the only really routine that I could say that I have. Just now it's very strange because I am working from home and doing uh, Skype readings, telephone readings, the whole Zoom thing of doing the, the galleries. It's all different because normally... 
when I work, I actually go to different venues across the UK and America doing readings. So I will go to a hotel, they will come to me at the boardroom, and we will do a day of readings with clients. So I'm normally a face-to-face medium. I like to be in their presence yeah. and be with them. It's very strange for me, but believe it or not, I've actually been really enjoying being at home with my pyjamas on and just being able to still work and do my thing. Yeah, it's really been fun. I mean, luckily, I enjoy all the readings, whether it's in person or Skype or phone. I mean, just trust that however they booked it is what they needed, right? Or spirit set it up. I believe spirit chooses the medium. I had a student that said, hey, I saw these lights around you, Colby, and none of the other students saw it. And she couldn't understand why she was the only one. And I said, well, because spirit was choosing you to deliver whatever message I needed to hear at that time. But what is your take on it? Do you feel spirit chooses the medium saying, hey, you, listen, you need to go talk to my wife or you need to go talk to my child? We're not dealing with spirits here. We're dealing with personalities. We're dealing with human beings, although they've not got a physical form, they have got personalities and they have got attitude. So maybe if one spirit doesn't really take to Dominic, but really likes Colby because she's cool or she looks nice, whatever, then you're being chosen to deliver that message. So it's all about what works. And I'm a true believer in divine timing as well. So yeah. sometimes I may be in the right place at the right time for that person to get that message. Absolutely, I feel that spirit do choose medium. And I believe that the human being who books a reading, they think they've booked the reading. But yeah. I believe the spirit world <laughs> gave them a nudge or they've instigated I it. Agree. <laughs> Something happens I... for us here in the physical to go, ah, yeah, I'm ready. So yeah, yes. I believe that. What would be the most fun reading? If you had something just super fun and you couldn't believe it, you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened, but it was so much fun. What's the most fun reading that you can recollect? There's always something that's unique about a reading, as you know, but I actually think it's quite funny when you're not actually working and when you're not actually the medium. So, for instance, if I went to a spiritualist church and the medium's not been able to turn up and I'm the one that's getting asked to go up, there's always something that's going to make spirit and the medium have fun along the ways. I like it when there's something unusual within a reading. So I'm sitting going, well, what does that actually mean? Why am I seeing your husband posing with horses, but he's not fully dressed? Is there something about this? And it turns out that maybe he done a calendar for charity. So I'm sitting yeah. thinking, why would I see these things? So sometimes we just never know what the world of spirit are going to bring us. But I guess as mediums, we just need to look at it as an open book and allow the spirit world to unfold their story for us to try to understand it in some way. But I think the spirit world actually has so much wicked time and wicked fun with us as well. And as long as the clients have a good experience, the medium's having fun, then the spirit world are going to have fun. So I cannot sit here and say this or that or whatever. But the one thing I can tell you, when I first started to develop, I remember saying to this lady in in the the church, "Um, your brother is telling me that you have a mouse 
in your home, in the bin, in your kitchen, in your trash bin. She sniggered and she said, absolutely not. No, I don't. And I says, well, why can I see a little mouse in a trash can? And she's like, I don't know. So I left it at that thinking, okay, Dominic, you've absolutely went crazy. (laughs) Time to hang up the jacket. You're nuts. And she came back the following week and it was back in the time where you would be able to develop the photographs from the camera. And she had it in her hand and she says, you are right, you are right, you are right. I went home and my husband was tearing the kitchen apart because there was a mouse, she says, and he managed <laughs> to capture it inside the trash can. Oh my goodness. So I was thinking that I was seeing something absolutely yeah. bizarre, crazy out of this world but realistically it was so close to the truth that that's when I realized hey they are in this life with us just living in a different way so that to me is quite a crazy kind of situation yeah and that happens you'll say no 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 and then I love when we can leave them with something that kind of isn't quote-unquote proving yet it's that little like cliffhanger and then it happens after the fact that to me if you are the recipient think of what that experience must be like oh my goodness he totally said this I know that they are around I think it's the greatest proof so it's so much fun and it's so exciting now with your mediumship I'm sure spirit is still pushing you getting you to expand they never like us to be too comfortable I'm sure you can agree so where do you feel spirit is pushing you do they let you know do they give you a memo first or is it just done well i always try to push the boundaries i always try to lift up the rug and see what else needs to be discussed and i always start to say to the spirit world well there comes a part where we can deliver so much deeper or maybe there's something that i'm missing out so when i finish a session or a day of readings i will take a few moments of con contemplation to sit within the power and just to contemplate with the spirit world basically call but what I'm saying to them is what could I have done better yeah what could we have done that could have made that experience greater so I'm just allowing them and their influence to try to educate me in the way that they feel I need you know I I talk to my students all the time about it's a relationship that the medium and the spirit world must build together. We need to understand each other. We need to understand how the spirit works with the medium, how the medium is receiving the spirit and vice versa. But I always say to the spirit world, let's go on an adventure together and let's see where we end up. I like the nose because it's the nose, and I'm sure you're the same, it's the nose that will make us go back to that spirit and say, okay, she's not understanding, am I misinterpreting? Give me more evidence on that. Or if it's one of those ones that we just need to say, okay, I'm absolutely wrong. Please forgive me. And I'm okay with that because, like I said, it's a human part. But I will never get to a point of saying that I am 100% developed within my mediumship or 100% know it all. Because realistically, Colby, I've never died. I've not been there. So what I am delivering and what I am doing just now is pure and simply just my experience. So I'm having fun along the way and I will continue to develop every day. But you know, 
I feel we actually learn the more we work. Maybe through my whole time, I've maybe attended maybe three or maybe four at a push courses or workshops through my whole um, career as a medium. And I feel I've learned more by actually connecting to a client, connecting with their loved ones. I feel the spirit world, every time we work, every time we connect with them, they teach us. And I learn so much from them, but also through my students. So when I think I'm teaching them, they will come back with a question for me that will then lead me to say, ah, okay, help me understand this. Let me know more about this. So to me, it's a circle, isn't it? It's a circle of development. It's a journey of a lifetime and it's an unfoldment. That's the easiest way to say it. I absolutely agree. And I feel that as a medium, it's part of our responsibility to keep growing and pushing ourselves and to get deeper and to understand more. And you're right. Even if you have a near-death experience, that's not an actual final death where it's continuous. So are you roaming around? Are you visiting loved ones? What does it look like? And so there's a huge responsibility we have to do the best we can to get it as close to being correct in a sitting as we can. But I think talking to spirit, you said you check what could we have done better. I always check in with them. Did I do all right by you? I always say, did I do all right by you? You know, (laughs) and that there is... Yeah. And I do think it's about making it fun too. I think this is really supposed to be fun. I don't think that spirit wants us to come in and shed tears in front of the sitter. They want this to be a fun healing experience. What do you think on that? Probably every time, no matter how upsetting or how traumatic the passing has been for someone, I always try to find some form of humor or some form of memory that can unfold that will change that and I always say to my students as well if you're not having fun within your development or within your practice as a medium then something's wrong you have got to have fun you've got to have fun during the session so that it makes you want to do it all over again it makes you wake up in the morning makes you want to follow through with your development but what I tend to do with my mediumship if the spirit world allow of course is I always say to them especially maybe on platform or if I'm doing a theatre or or whatever come as close to me as possible so your loved ones can see you shine once again and like I said we're dealing with a personality we're not dealing with just a dead person saying I died we're dealing with people that are coming forward talking about the times that the husband would jump out of the closet and scare his wife all the time and the time that they lost their car in the mall park so I always try to get the personality and their characteristics and I have fun along the way as well because hey I might be looking a little bit stupid but I've got this family in the audience laughing with tears of joy and reminiscing and happiness so we've got to have fun it would be very boring if we didn't have fun and you know what death itself is difficult enough we as mediums don't need to make it even more difficult we have a window of an opportunity to help heal and reunite families and heal some hearts that most importantly have fun along the way I agree. And I think one of the really cool things too is I feel so grateful that I get to meet someone's family. Like I get to meet their loved ones. What an honor that is. What an honor it is to meet someone's mother, father, sister, brother, 
Absolutely. husband. And I feel like when mediums can remember that, this is a privilege. This is, they say, hey, don't call it a gift, but it is a gift. It's such a gift to receive and, and to be able to give back. But Absolutely. it is beautiful, right? It's, it's beautiful. All right. That is about our time. If you can even believe it. See, I told you it goes by quickly. <laughs> well, don't worry though. We get to spend more time together Sunday. Here we go, everybody. The flyer one more time, Pond and Beyond, online spirit messages. Please grab your ticket. They are going fast. It is only $20 US, 12 to 1.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9.30 UK. But anywhere, if you are around, make the time. You do not want to miss this wonderful man you are looking at right now. Dominic, I want to Thank you so much for being here, for being a part of the show. For everyone, you can find him, DominicBogue.com. You can book a session, do the mentoring, certainly check out his live events. But Dominic, thank you so, so much. Colby, it's been an absolute pleasure. Sincerely, thank you so much for, for having me and spending this time time with me. So sincerely, thank you so much. Absolutely. And I look forward to seeing you Sunday. Thank you again for staying up for us. I know you said you're on US time, but I do appreciate it. It is almost two in the morning for you, you poor thing. But hopefully you will get some rest tonight and I will see you thank in you. just a couple days. Everybody jump on, like his Facebook, Get on that Instagram, follow him and join us Sunday. And again, thank you so, so much. I really do appreciate it, Dominic. I will see you Sunday. Take care and I'll see you soon, okay? Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit ColbyRebel.com.